Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. That's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Peter. Hey, Ben and Nathan. I'm a middle school math teacher who is just starting to think seriously about law school admissions. I'm not even 100% committed to going to law school, but I've been at, at it on the demon for about two weeks. My thinking is that I'll prep hard for the LSAT on your basic plan for now, take the test and see what my options would be in terms of where I could go and how much money I could get. I'm under the impression that law school is only really worth it if you can go to a decent to a decent to good school for free or pretty close to it. A bunch of schools just have have just abysmal median debt to median salary ratios and those numbers make me hyper aware of getting swindled by law schools. The catch is that after two weeks on the demon, I took a practice test and got a 175. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nice work. I missed three logic game questions and two reading comp questions. So you aced logical reasoning. Nice work. I was pretty surprised and I know there's a lot of statistical noise in practice tests, but I don't think it was a total fluke either. No, you can't, you can't totally fluke up to 175. <laughs> Yeah, that's the the odds are so wildly against that, that it's just we can assume that it's impossible to do that by accident or by random chance. Yeah, there is some variation, obviously, but not not that much. I could tell you why all of my right answers are right. Yes, this is one practice test, but it is a is it dumb for this to change how I think about law school? No, no, you're on. This is great news. Keep going. I have a 3.9 UGPA and would apply in September 2023 at the earliest. So I think it's reasonable to expect my score to be pretty high by then. Yeah, it's already high. Basically, my options will probably be better than I originally envisioned. I think I could be at least competitive for the top top five schools. Yeah. And this makes me feel like I almost have to go to law school that the opportunity would be too good to pass up. No, well, not no. necessarily. <laughs> Definitely not. You have a lot of aptitude for this. Do you have interest in this? Like, do you actually want to spend your life doing lawyer shit? Yeah. Imagine something really, really painful that Harvard teaches or trains people to do. Like, oh, I could go to Harvard and do what? I don't know marine biology and you just have no interest whatsoever in marine animals or being out on the ocean or getting sick on a boat, why would you do that? Even if you could go to Harvard. Um, Law is 10 times worse, by the way. And this makes me feel like, okay, wait, hold on. I guess what I'm asking is whether the type of school you can go to should affect your decision to go to law school in the first place, or if you should only go when you are certain that you want a career practicing law. Super fucking unsympathetic problem, I know, but I would like to hear your thoughts on the situation. Thanks, Peter. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you're going in the right direction and not being pulled into a career that is going to provide you no value. If you have the chops to get a 175 on the LSAT, then you have the chops to get a very high score and pursue another program that is more interesting to you or just forget about school and start your own company or do whatever the fuck you want. You said super fucking unsympathetic problem. I know. Yes. Do whatever the fuck you want. You have the skills to do it. 
Yeah, you got to figure out what you want to do. The fact that law school, I mean, it yeah, it, you have so much aptitude that it's going to be easy for you to take the LSAT, crush it. I mean, if you take another practice test or two and you score solidly in the 170s, you should go ahead and register for an official test. And yeah, you should just it. start taking the official test. And when you have your 175 or higher on record, you can just go, cool, scoreboard, done with that. But but then it's a totally separate decision whether you actually want to spend your life practicing law. I mean, is it the best, highest use of your abilities? Or could you go cure cancer? Yeah. <laughs> go to med school. Who knows? I wouldn't want to do that, but maybe that's more up your alley. You have to figure out what you really want. Start a business, start a nonprofit. You know, there's there's so many ways that you could contribute to the world. You're already teaching middle school math. I mean, you could be changing kids' lives every single day as a middle school math teacher. Maybe you take the problems that middle school math teachers face and you make an app that solves those problems. Yeah. I mean, if if you're only thinking about doing this because of money, I just don't think that this there, there's better ways to make money. Yep. The really like that, this goes for everyone, like literally everyone who's listening. If you think you're doing the law path because you want to make, because it's a good career that will make money. That's a terrible reason to go down this path. Well, because you're not going to make that much money, even when you are at the best. <laughs> well, you could make, $220,000 starting salary as a big law lawyer. And if you are in the small margin of people who work their way up the, the, the pyramid, you know, the pyramid scheme that is the big law firm, you could end up making multi millions. Or if you start your own, you know, strike out on your own small practice, you could make multi millions. But most People who become lawyers, they do it because they don't want to be entrepreneurs. But law school partners are entrepreneurs. They are lawyers first. They they know what it they're 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 want they're willing to grind it out in the battlefield of law. They're willing to work outrageous hours in a super high stress, super tedious, but but also super high stakes high stress environment and they're willing to go out and find new business. Those are the people who really get paid in law. Yeah. Well, I guess my concern is, is that even people who end up doing the best, they go to some of the best schools and they, they do well in school and they have the potential to follow that path. The, the, the problem with talking about that path or even thinking about it is that it there are so many people who are, even if they're on that path, and you're highly unlikely to get on that path, but even if you get on that path, there are tons of people who peel off, right? They don't make it, they or they go in-house, and now you're going back to 150000 a year or 180000 a year, and it's like, okay, cool, but you just... You you really came into this to try to get that gold, and now you're not you're not anywhere close to anywhere close to millions per year. So I'm I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Um, 
the the reason why law school partners make the kind of outrageous money they make is on the backs of all of the people who think they're going to become law school partners. Law firm partners. Yeah. Law. Sorry. Law firm <laughs> partners. My bad. Law firm partners. Yeah. It's, it's a pyramid scheme. And mm-hmm. so everybody goes into the firm. Yes. They make good starting salaries, but they work 80 hours a week and most people don't survive. The ones who do survive end up reaping the profits that are generated from all of those young attorneys. Yeah. And that's the only way to make like really big money in law. And that's if you're even in that path. And so many people are not even anywhere close to that. They're not going to the right school to even get in a big law job. And if they do, they're still at the bottom of the class or the middle of the class. And that's not enough to get a big law job. So now they're making 60 grand a year starting. With it's a not horrible a, it's, amount of debt. It's just ugh. it's not a good way to to try to make money. I mean, nope. if you're if you so so what is it good for? It's good for people who have a burning desire to practice law for the rest of their life. Yep. You have to love the work. You have to really want to do it. You have to want to be a knight of the English language. You have to want to be an advocate. You have to want to battle it out every day mostly in writing and you you just you've got to want to practice law if you don't have that burning desire to do the actual work that lawyers do it's very fulfilling for the people that it's fulfilling for and that's why they rise up <laughs> yeah and uh, right ironically those are the ones who end up making the money yep um i want to encourage peter to find i i found it right away um the the search term is well, I'll give you the title of this Vanderbilt Law Review article from 1999 called On Being a Happy, Healthy, and Ethical Member of an Unhappy, Unhealthy, and Unethical Profession. Yep. This was published in the Vanderbilt Actual Law School Law Review by Professor Patrick J. Schlitz, who also was a judge. He was a law firm partner, a law professor, and a judge. And again, the title is on being a happy, healthy, and ethical member of an unhappy, unhealthy, and unethical profession. And I read the entire law review article. I thought that it was excellent. You can find it available freely online. You should definitely read that, Peter, before you go any farther down this road, because I I know that what Professor or Judge Schlitz would tell you is uh, I don't care how much aptitude you have. Like aptitude is necessary, but not sufficient. And, uh, you know, you've got to you got to just realize what kind of a world you're getting yourself into um, before you go any further down this road, because you, you've got the talent that you could do a million things. Is this the thing that really is the best fit for you? Exactly. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.